Hello, hello, and welcome to Konnichi Value, the podcast and newsletter for you who are interested in value investing, especially with a focus on Japan. Today, I'm going to revisit one of the stocks I've already analyzed in the past, and that stock is none other than Nintendo. Everyone who has read my newsletter for some time know that I love Nintendo. In fact, I made a whole video and an article on why I think the company is undervalued, especially over the long term. You can find this at konnichivalue.substack.com or in this podcast show notes. However, and I do want to emphasize this, that analysis was about my hopes for the future path for Nintendo, a path where they managed to pivot away from their dependency on gaming consoles to focus on merchandise and theme parks as a new big revenue stream. The company is definitely not there yet. In fact, almost 95% of the revenue comes from their console and their video game sales. This is why I have decided to do an analysis on its present standing. So, without further ado, here we go! Welcome back. First off, what is Nintendo? Well, if you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard about the name because almost everyone in the world has. But for the off chance that you don't know what Nintendo is doing, here's a quick breakdown. It is one of the world's leading game makers that mainly develops, manufactures, and sells game hardware and software. The present company was registered in 1947, but it was actually founded in 1889, so the company is over 100 years old. Originally, they produced handmade Hanafuba playing cards, which is a Japanese type of card playing game. But after venturing, into various lines of business during the 1960s and acquiring a legal status as a public company, Nintendo distributed its first gaming console, the Color TV game, in 1977. In 1983, Nintendo got listed on the Tokyo Stock Exchange, or the TSE, and this has been its home ever since. However, you can find so-called mirror shares, or shares that are directly connected to Nintendo share on the Tokyo Stock Exchange, on the US Nasdaq, and the German DAX stock market. So basically, even if you're European or American, you have easy access to the Nintendo stock. Although the Nintendo Switch is the company's biggest hit so far, they have had other hit consoles in the past. And these include Game & Watch, Famicom, or Nintendo as it was called in the United States, of course the Game Boy, the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo 64, Nintendo DS, the portable console that came after Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy, of course, the Nintendo Wii with the motion controllers, and, as I said before, the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo has also developed 
some of the world's most famous games in-house. These games have mascots like Donkey Kong, Mario, Animal Crossing, Zelda, just to name a few. Let's get down to Nintendo's present financials. How do their current revenue streams look like? Well, the total number of Switch hardware units sold, which is the company's current main console, is about 108 million units. The company has also sold more than 600 million games for the Switch. This is fairly impressive, as before the pandemic, by far the highest sales of a Nintendo's home video game console was the Nintendo Wii with 100 million units sold. However, the rival Sony with its PlayStation 2 is still the best-selling home video game console of all time, with a cumulative total of more than 155 million units sold. Talking more recently, it seems that the sales volume of the PlayStation 4 will land at around 110 million units, which the Switch will beat this year almost certainly. It might be easy to think that the Nintendo Switch for now has won this generation of gaming console, but definitely do not discount Sony. Although the latest model of the PlayStation, the PS5, started selling in November two years ago, it is not possible to judge exactly how much momentum it has because the console is still very difficult to obtain. However, once supply chain issues are fixed, it will probably chase after the Switch sales with a tremendous momentum. Looking at the gaming industry more wildly, the market size of mobile games have actually increased the fastest much faster than console games due to the super fast spread of smartphones. And many believe that the demand for so-called home video game consoles have reached a plateau. The main question is how Nintendo, the king of this video game market, will survive this. So far, they haven't really outsourced any of their IPs to the mobile division except minor games, which haven't really been taken seriously by the market. And they've still managed to stay relevant. But the Switch has been out for five years now, and Nintendo does not seem to have an additional home console in the works. Let's jump to Nintendo's business performance. Looking at the recent momentum, it looks like Nintendo has done better each year. But if we zoom out the time horizon a bit, that is not necessarily the case. So far, the sales have doubled almost every year from the end of March 2017 to now due to the release of the Nintendo Switch console. But actually, the record high sales for Nintendo was not set this year or last year. It was actually set in the fiscal year of 2009. That was the year when Nintendo DS and the Nintendo Wii was selling at record highs. And so far, revenue hasn't reached those levels. Again, moving back to the present age, 
Looking at the sales composition ratio by region, Japan stands for around 23%. Americas, so North and South America, is 41%. Europe, steady 26%. And others, all the other regions, are 10.9%. So as you can see, the United States is Nintendo's biggest market with about 40% of the sales. And Nintendo is, in fact, one of the few Japanese companies that have managed to hold their grip on the American market to other Asian competitors and American competitors in the software space to this day. As far as the composition of the sales, around 97% of the sales, or 1.4 billion yen yearly, consists of machines and software mostly the Nintendo Switch. In these sales, 56% of the revenue comes from the hardware, so about 750 billion yen. And Nintendo doesn't break out software sales, but it's safe to assume that software and accessories occupy the remaining 600 billion yen. What about the profitability of Nintendo? Well, if you log on to konichivalue.substack.com, you can see the graphs there. But what I'm looking at right now is that the movement of the company's profits is almost a one-to-one -one with the ups and downs of the company's console sales. And in terms of profits, just like in terms of revenue, the fiscal year of 2009 was also the company's highest profit year ever. Because Nintendo's sales are so greatly influenced by the sales of hardware, the wave of business performance is very volatile. This can really be seen if you look at a stock graph where the top or the peak of the sales of each Nintendo console is also the peak usually over the next five-year period or even more of how the stock is performing. The middle period of low profits, as you can also see in these graphs where the stock goes down over a long period of time, we can call it the sales valley, is usually while the new machines are being developed. Here, we can see profits actually reaching negative. It is undeniable that the pandemic have boosted Nintendo's business performance. And now, as COVID-19 has settled a bit by the end of 2021, this momentum we saw from the pandemic will likely drop during 2022. And sadly, both sales and profits will likely fall below the 2021 values. What about Nintendo's cash flow, which I think is a very important indicator of the health of the company. So as with the recovery of the business performance, mostly due to the release of the Nintendo Switch, both operating cash flow and free cash flow are growing steadily at this point. Since there's almost no capital investment now, as Nintendo does not seem to put a lot of money on R&D for the next Nintendo console, the operating cash flow will partially be returned to shareholders as dividend and share buybacks. However, unlike US companies, Japanese companies tend to fluctuate their dividend according to business performance, so I think it is not recommended to hold the stock for the sake of dividends. Another fact you can see 
from the free cash flow analysis is that Nintendo's ratio of capital investment to its cash flow is very low. And this means that the company is fabulous, which basically means that they don't manufacture the hardware or the silicon wafers, chips used in the production of the hardware themselves. Instead, they hire other companies to do the manufacturing. An interesting side note of this is that the performance and stock price of Nintendo's main console manufacturers, in this case, Mega Chips and Hoseiden, tend to move in line with Nintendo's movements. This is to say, the performance of these business partners are often a leading indicator on Nintendo's future hardware sales. So a slump in their stock price is a strong bet that Nintendo's stock price will tank shortly after. To summarize my analysis of Nintendo presently, looking only at the past 10 years or so, the stock has performed remarkably well and has been consistently rising. However, in reality, it is a company whose business performance and stock price fluctuates almost one-to-one -one with the life cycle of its main gaming consoles. This is a huge issue presently. Nintendo has in fact gone out themselves and said that they are insecure about a follow-up to the Nintendo Switch. As gaming consoles are basically their bread and butter, it is a huge warning sign for a downturn in the stock to come. However, I do think that this is a wonderful company that has survived many downturns before and always come back much stronger. As my previous analyses told you, I definitely want to hold the stock for the long haul. But for the short term, the sales of the Nintendo Switch and other hardware Nintendo is selling will likely go down. And especially the Nintendo Switch seemed to have reached its maximum sales. From there, I believe that Nintendo will increase their revenue through other areas, most notably merchandise and theme parks. But as their gaming consoles still drive 97% of their profits, things look quite bleak, especially as the company's leadership have gone out on record to say that they do not yet have a good plan for a successor to the Switch. This is to say, if you are risk averse, I would stay away from the Nintendo stock at the moment. However, the company is still raking in cash and its balance sheet is incredibly strong. So there's no worry that the company won't survive whatever downturn there is to come. For me, I would probably not buy the stock at its current price. But if I own the stock, I would definitely hold on to it. So my final stock rating is Nintendo is a hold. Thank you for listening to Konichi Value and see you next week. Goodbye.